in three and two and one hi everybody tim anderson here the appraiser's advocate thank you for tuning in today i appreciate it it's good to be with you we're talking real estate appraisal and we call this one use pap and questions to tim Not everything I should talk about here has to do directly with real estate appraisal. Just so you know, I get questions that come in through emails, texts, personal contacts, phone, personal contacts, phone calls, etc. So let's go through some of those today. We're not going to go through every one of them by any means, but we're going to look at some of the more, oh, how shall we say, controversial ones. For example, oh, and by the way, spoiler alert, little profanities coming on. Tim, you're an arrogant, pompous, opinionated son of a bitch. What gives you the authority to be the appraiser's advocate and give appraiser's advice? Okay, yeah, arrogant, yeah, pompous, yeah, opinionated. Man, that, that's all true. I'm, I'm guilty as charged. But the point is, I chose to be the appraiser's advocate because nobody else was. And nobody else was standing up for appraisers. Nobody else was teaching appraisers how to stand up before their state boards, how to stand up before reviewers how to stand up before plaintiff's lawsuits. So as a result, as the saying goes, the riches are in the niches, and that was a niche I found. Do I have any special qualification? No, I'm a USPAP instructor, but that, more than anything else, means I'm tenacious than smart. Uh, yes, I have an MAI, but again, that was just a matter of sticking to it. And yes, I have a master's degree in real estate appraisal, but that was fun. I enjoyed that. To say what qualifies me? The desire. The desire to help you, the appraiser, overcome some of the disadvantages that have come to infect us. So again, you don't like what I say? You don't like what I do? Then don't patronize my services. Don't listen to my podcasts. Don't go to my YouTube channel and don't watch my videos. It's quite simple. Next one. Next one. In the future, will there be fewer real estate appraisers, more or less the same number, or more real estate appraisers? And why? In the future, there are going to be fewer real estate appraisers. And the reason is simple. We're losing real estate appraisers because most of us, frankly, are getting old. Appraisers are aging out. They're getting into their late 50s, early 60s. They're thinking about retiring. Given what's happened in real estate appraisal of late with many of the changes, a lot of real estate appraisers are not comfortable with these. Therefore, they're either getting out of the business or they're going to be getting out of the business relatively soon, which quite frankly means there's going to be an opportunity for other appraisers to get into the business, although the dark side is that some of the more experienced appraisers are going to be leaving the business. Those appraisers who stay in the business are going to have to be better trained in critical thinking, better trained in writing, better trained in communicating. But while there is going to be a shortage in the short term, I don't think this is going to extend to the long term. So if you're just getting into the business now, or you're just thinking about getting into the business now, good for you. This is the right time to do it. The next question is, in the future, Tim, do you see fewer appraisers being sanctioned for use PAP and state appraisal statute violation, more or less the same number as now, or more, and why? Okay, that has not changed terribly in the last couple of years. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but they have not 
increased or decreased significantly, mostly because the number of appraisers has not yet changed. Obviously, if we're going to see fewer appraisers, we're going to see fewer brought up before state boards with charges. However, as everybody knows, this recording is is in the uh, middle of December of uh, 2023. We're seeing more quality letters from Fannie Mae go out. Some of these are turning into charges. Some of them are not. In some cases, Fannie Mae, and I should say the GSEs, want the state to bring charges. In other cases, they, they don't. They just want a, something from the appraiser saying, yes, I recognize there's an issue and I fixed it and I won't do it again. If more of these quality letters are sent out... And chances are there will be more. Yes, we're probably going to see more appraisers up before their state boards, which means that appraisers, more than anything else, have got to have rock-solid work files. And that means you can show the state from your work file every adjustment you made, every conclusion you made, every opinion you formed. Otherwise, there could be some problems. Now, this is a bit of an esoteric question. Do appraisers estimate market value or form market value opinions? What's the difference? Does the client really care about the difference? From purely a USPAP standpoint, appraisers form value opinions. They do not estimate value. USPAP talks about estimation of anything solely in the context of depreciation in the cost approach. Otherwise, USPAP always refers to an opinion of value. The difference? Perhaps nothing, quite frankly. But the thing is, an estimate is from something you know, something you're familiar with. You know how far it is from A to B, and you estimate it to be 37 miles, whereas an opinion is the result of something that didn't exist until you thought it up. In other words, you go out, you find a bunch of comps, you eliminate the non-comparable comps, you adjust for the differences, etc. That's all known. But then out of that, you have to create something from nothing. You create a value opinion. You didn't estimate anything from those data and those analyses. You formed from nothing, something that didn't exist before, a value opinion. So I think appraisers should be forming value opinions, not estimating market value. But obviously, there are those who disagree with me. And the question, does the client really care about the difference? And the answer is no, the client really doesn't care about the difference. My friend George Dell asked this question. He said, how can we use subjective appraisal methods and technologies to derive an objective value opinion? And the answer is, you can't. We have got to get away from saying, well, there are eight sales in the neighborhood and these three comps look good. We have got instead to come in to the position where we can say, I've looked at the entire market. I know what the market's doing. I know which of the market sales are relevant to the answer to my appraisal question. And therefore, I know which sales are relevant to use as comparables. This way, we're not being subjective. We're being objective because we're not starting with three comps. We're starting with the entire market, the entire neighborhood. That way we've got all the information, which is exactly what Standards Rule 1-4 calls for. And when we have all the information, then our decisions are objective, not subjective. They're subjective when we don't have all the data, but yet we make a decision anyway. Another one comes in, Tim, you've said in various places and at various times that our job as appraisers is not to protect the client. 
That's what I've always been taught. If that's not our job, what is it? Okay, our job is not to protect the client. We have to be independent, impartial, and objective. And if we're protecting somebody, we can't be. We're advocates. We're, we're looking out for their benefit. That's not what we do. USFAP's preamble specifically says it's the appraiser's job to protect the trust the public should be able to have in appraisers, what we do, how we do it, and why we do it. So no, we don't protect the public. No, we don't protect the client because if we do, we violate the definition of an appraiser which is someone who is expected to provide valuation services competently and in a manner that is independent, impartial, and objective. So, no, we give the public reason to trust us by following USPAP. Therefore, we make it clear what we did, how we did it, and why we did it. But no, our job is not to protect the public. Now, as we go along, I want you to understand that you can argue with me, please. Get in touch with me by email. Get in touch with me by phone. Uh, stop me at a meeting or something and say, I disagree with you, Tim, and then tell me why. And the reason is because we're all supposed to be critical thinkers. We're all supposed to be economic analysts. And as we analyze, as we think critically, we come up with objective answers to our clients' appraisal questions. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. If you ever need to get in touch with me, please do. Tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It'll be an honor to work with you and a pleasure to know you. So before we're clear, I have but one question for you. Are your appraisal reports persuasive enough or are they merely empty recitations of facts? Now we're clear.